Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about a Wikipedia reading about the planet called Mercury. This is the smallest planet. And <clears throat> when I uh, thought I knew some facts about Mercury, I went to look it up. I, th- I had been taught from the uh, earliest time that it was tidally locked and so therefore it would have one surface to the uh, sun at all times. Of course this turns out not to be true. So it's evenly baked around the place and it's got a highly elliptical orbit uh, just due to the tug of other planets on it and uh, that means that uh, uh, as far as it's combined with its rotation uh, it can actually, the sun appears to freeze and stay in the sky and go back a bit so you get sort of two bites of the cherry at particular points of time depending where you are so so if you're in the the midday section or or the sun will rise stay at midday sit there for a while go back a bit bit down to set again and then up again and carry its way across this is just due to the fact that it's actually uh, uh, the sun is actually physically tracking through the sky so quickly because it's actually orbital motion now we've got a combination of uh, orbital motion as well so our uh, our uh, sun is uh, not going across the sky as fast as it should it's, it takes about four minutes slower to get across the sky because we're actually beginning to move around it so to speak so in the sky it, the sun appears to drift back four minutes every day. And so the actual sidereal day, the actual orbital day, is 23 hours and 56 minutes. The actual uh, day as we do it by tracking where the sun is, because the sun slows down a little bit due to our orbital motion, is uh, 24 hours. So it's a similar thing happening here. A bit more complex, it's a uh, two to three orbital resonance. So every time it does an orbit, rather than actually uh, keep the same surface the sun it spins a little bit longer and so by the time it reaches the same point in the orbit it's what was facing towards the sun now faces away then it takes another orbit before it uh, continues to rotate sufficient to point back again it's quite a complex thing to to think about and i was thinking about uh, what a day on, on Mercury would be like. So it's pretty weird um, in terms of uh, what's what's sitting out there. So each uh, <coughs> night you get a like, equivalent to each night you get a winter and summer um, star system. So every single night the star system you see is completely different. Um, and also, uh, depending where where you are in the orbit, where you where you happen to be, uh, the sun will actually tend to stop in the sky for one, for or two parts of the planet. So either say the east and west most section of the planet, if there's such a thing as that, the sun will appear to stop. At the other times, um, the uh, sun will appear to race across the sky and be a bit darker uh, at these these points and times. So let's read about Mercury. 
Mercury is the smallest and innermost planet of the solar system. Its orbit of the Sun takes 87.86 days, but because it takes that far to get around, but because we're chasing it, it's sexual because we're, we're, it's sort of like it's, it's running and we're running next to it, slightly slower. It takes longer for it to apparently loop back on itself. Okay, the shortest of all planets in the solar system. It's named after the Roman deity Mercury, the messenger of the gods. Like Venus, Mercury orbits the sun within the Earth's orbit as an inferior planet. So we're a planet, the others are inferior. And its apparent distance from the sun is viewed from Earth never exceeds 28 degrees. So, um, I don't know, 10 degrees, I think, is uh, from your thumb to extended finger outward. I don't know, maybe 15 degrees. From your, your, I think it's your two, if you hold your, your main finger and your little finger, your pointing finger and your little finger apart, 28, sort of three of those horned fingers about the place, measuring distances. Now, the proximity to the sun means the planet can only be seen near the western horizon after sunset, the eastern horizon before sunset, usually at twilight. At this time it may appear as a bright star-like object, but it's often far more difficult to observe than Venus. The planet telescopically displays the same complete range of phases similar to Venus and the Moon. It also moves uh, in its uh, orbit relative to Earth, which reoccurs on a synodic period of 116 days. So from us, because we're going around with it, we tend to unwind its orbit, so it takes 116 days, so 87, but it takes 100 to sort of catch up or to, to account for our movement through space. Mercury rotates um, in a way that is unique to the solar system. It's tidally locked to the Sun with a 3-2 spin orbit resonance. So it's spinning, but it's orbit resonance. Uh, meaning, relative to the stars, it rotates on its axis exactly three times every two revolutions, which it makes around the Sun. So, uh, when it goes around, it there's one loop, it's got half a revolution, so if you had midday and you had, say, the Cirrus behind the, um, uh, <coughs> the, I was trying to think, say if the, um, Cirrus was at the full moon, the exact opposite of the sun, the first time uh, you orbit, you'd have um, as you can do one complete orbit, you spin around and you're facing Cirrus, and then you spin around again, and you face back to the Sun. It's three two. It's quite interesting that. So it's not, it's not like the uh, Moon where this Earth is always sitting in the same position. If you, for the astronauts, the Moon, the Earth would not set. In fact. Um, Moon rise or Earth rise is a complete fallacy. Because the Earth does not rise and set on the Moon. The Moon sets, rises and sets, but the Earth doesn't rise and set. The Earth stays in the same point. The Sun, uh, Mercury is a little bit more different in that the Sun does set and uh, and go up. It's just that uh, 
it means that every second night you get a different you get a completely different uh, star system uh, okay assume for the sun in the frame of reference um, in this uh, seen from the sun in the frame of reference that rotates with the orbital motion it appears to rotate uh, once only every two mercurian day years an observer of Mercury would therefore only see only one day every two Mercury years. Here you go. So it's... So it takes... In terms of years, it takes a, it takes two years in a day. How about that? So here we've got 365 days in a year. In Mercury, there are two years for every day. Mercury's axis has the smallest tilt of any of the solar system. It's about a 30th degree. So it's absolutely dead on bolt. Its orbital centricity is the largest of all known planets in the solar system. At perihelion, Mercury's distance from the Sun is only about two-thirds, or 66% of its distance at aperihelion. Mercury's surface appears heavily cratered and has similar appearance to the Moon's, indicating it's been geologically inactive for billions of years. Having almost no atmosphere to retain heat, its surface temperatures are very diurnary, uh, more than any other surface in the planet's surface, raising from 100K, minus 73 degrees Celsius, to 700K during the day in the equatorial regions. The polar regions are constantly below 180K. So, um... Yeah, the planet has no known natural satellites. Two spacecrafts have visited Mercury. Mariner 10 flew by in 74-75, and Messenger, launched in 2004, orbited Mercury over 4,000 times in four years before exhausting its fuel and crashing into the planet's surface on April 30, 2015. The BP-Combo spacecraft has provided a plan to arrive at Mercury in 2025. Here you go, a lot to understand. Internal structure. Um, Mercury appears to have a solid silicate crust and a metal overlying a solid iron sulphide uh, outer core layer and a deeper liquid core layer and a solid, solid layer. So we've got sort of a solid mantle there but it's more uh, viscous uh, toothpaste. Mercury is one of the four terrestrial planets in the solar system and is a rocky body like Earth. It's the smallest planet in the solar system. It has an equatorial radius of 2,439.7 kilometers. So that's sort of fits inside Australia. Um, Mercury is also small, albeit more massive than the largest natural satellites in the solar system, Ganymede and Titan. Okay, so it's more massive, it's dense. These other ones are big moons. Mercury consists of approximately 70% metallic and 30% silicate material. So we're opposite, we've got a hard, higher percentage of silicon. Mercury's density is the... Uh, is the... I think this is Paul's done, is the, um, that's about the same, 
5.4 grams, only slightly less than dense than Earth of 5.5. Now, if the effect of gravitational compression were factored in from both planets, the materials of Mercury uh, is made would be less dense than Earth, with an uncompressed density of 5.3 versus Earth's 4.4. So Earth has got a great density because it's it's getting towards black hole. Mercury's density can be used to infer details of its structure. Although Earth's highly density results appreciably from a gravitational compression, particularly at the core, Mercury is much smaller and its inner regions are not as compressed. Therefore, for it to have such a high density, it must core must be large, rich in iron. So that's how we get the great density. We've we've knocked off the volume section. They've got a great uh, great um, mass by going up the periodic table. Geologists estimate that Mercury's core occupies 55% of its volume. For Earth, this, yes honey? Yep, for Earth this proportion is 17%. Research published in 2007 suggests Mercury has a model core. Surrounding the core is 500-700 kilometers mantle consisting of silicates. Based on data from Mariner 10 and, and Earth-based observation, Mercury's crust is estimated to be 35 kilometers thick. One distinct feature of Mercury's surface is the presence of numerous narrow ridges extending up to several hundred kilometers in length. It is thought that these were formed as Mercury's core mantle cooled and contracted at a time when the crust was already solidified. So this is very much what the sort of belief that the Soviets had for the features of the Earth. Mercury's core has a higher iron content than that of any other planet in the solar system. I remember the theories, and several theories have been proposed to explain this. The most widely accepted theory is that Mercury originally had a metal silicate ratio similar to common chondrite meteorites. Um, okay. Chorondite meteorites, thought to be the typical of the solar system's rocky matter, and mass approximately 2.25 times its current mass. So it's pretty big. The Earth, in early in the solar system history, Mercury, may have been struck by a planetesimal of approximately a sixth that of the mass and several thousand kilometers across. The impact would have stripped away much of the original crust and mantle, leaving the core behind a relatively major component. A similar process, known as giant impacts up others, has been proposed for the formation of the moon. Alternatively, Mercury may have formed uh, from the solar nebula before the sun's energy output had stabilized. This initially would have been twice its present mass, but the proto-sun contracted. Temperatures in the Mercury would have been between 250 and 3,000, sorry, 2,500 and 3,500, and possibly even as high as 10,000 K. Much of Mercury's surface rock would have been vaporized at such temperatures, forming an atmosphere of rock vapor that would have been carried away by the solar wind. Well, that's an interesting hypothesis, isn't it? So the protostar contracting would have had heat, the heat of contraction, I suppose. And that would be what they originally thought the sun was, the heat energy of the sun was contracting and heating up. A third hypothesis proposes that the solar nebula 
caused drag on the particles from which the mercury was secreting. This meant that lighter particles were lost from the accreting material and not gathered in by mercury. Each hypothesis predicts a different surface competition, and there are two space missions set to make observations. Messenger, which ended in 2015, found higher than expected potassium and sulfur levels on the surface, suggesting that the giant impact hypothesis and vaporization of the crust and mantle did not occur because the potassium sulfur would have been driven off by the extreme heat of these events. Bipi Combo, which will arrive in Mercury in 2025, will make observations to test these hypotheses. The findings so far would seem to favour the third hypothesis. However, further analysis of the data is needed. Mercury's surface is similar in appearance to that of the Moon, showing extensive mare-like basins and heavy cratering, indicating it has been geologically inactive for billions of years. Because uh, knowledge of Mercury's geology has been only from this 95 Mariner 10 flyby, the terrestrial observations, it's the least understood of the terrestrial paths, as data for messenger orbiter is uh, processed. This knowledge will increase. For example, the unusual crater radiating, with radiating troughs has been discovered by scientists called Spider. Uh, it was later named Apollodros. I can't see that particular crater. It's an unusual crater. I can't see it. Here, sorry, I mean, I can't see it. On Mercury, I can't see it here in the Wikipedia article. Albedo features, this is the darkness, are areas marked by different reflectivities as seen by telescopic observation. Mercury has dorsa, also called wrinkle ridges, moon-like highlands, montras, mountains, pl uh, planted plains, roops, escarpments and valleys, valleys. Many of the features of Mercury come from a variety of sources. Names coming from people are limited to the deceased. <laughs> Craters are named for artists, musicians, painters and authors who have made outstanding and fundamental contributions to their field. Ridges or dorsals are named after scientists who have contributed to the study of Mercury. Depressions or fossae are named uh, for works of architecture. Monts are named for the word hot in a variety of languages. Wow, isn't that lovely? Plains or plantae are named uh, for mercury in various languages. Escarpments or roops are named for ships of scientific expeditions. Valleys are named for abandoned cities, towns, settlements of antiquity. Mercury is heavily bombarded by comets and asteroids during the shortly its formation 4.6 billion years ago, as well as during possibly separate subsequent episode called that late heavy bombardment, which ended in 3.8 billion years ago. During this period of intense crater formation, Mercury received impacts over its entire surface, facilitated by the lack of any atmosphere to slow the impactors down. During this time, Mercury was in volcanically active basins called colorless basins filled with magma producing smooth plants similar to the Mara in the moon. Data from the October 2008 flyby messenger gave researchers a greater appreciation of the jumbled nature of Mercury's surface. Mercury's surface is more heterogeneous than either Mars or the moons. 
both of which contain significant stretches of similar geologies such as the Mariner or Plateaus. Mercury, craters of Mercury use a range of diameter from small bowl-shaped cavities to multi-ringed impact basins hundreds of kilometres across. They appear in all states of degradation, from relatively fresh raid craters to highly degraded crater remnants. Mercurian craters differ subtly from lunar craters. In the area blanketed by the ejector is smaller, a consequence of Mercury's stronger surface gravity. According to IAU rules, International uh, Astronomers Union, each new crater is named after an artist. Must be named after an artist who's famous for more than 50 years or dead and dead for more than three years before the date of the crater is named. The largest bowl, known as Carolus Basin, has a diameter of 1,550 kilometres. The impact was created, uh, that created the Carolus Basin was so powerful that it caused lava eruptions and left concentric rings of over two kilometres tall surrounding the impact crater. The antipode of the Carolus Basin is a large region of unusual hilly terrain known as the Weird Terrain. One hypothesis for the origin is that shock waves generated during the Coriolis impact travelled around Mercury, converging at the basin's antipode 180 degrees away. The resulting high strength fresh to the surface, alternately, as we suggested, the terrain formed as a result of conversion of ejecta uh, at the basin's uh, antipode. This is a weird, it's called the weird terrain. Overall, there are about 15 impact basins that have been identified on the image of Mercury. A notable basin is 400 kilometers wide, multi-ring Toljos Basin, as the ejector blanket extending up to 500 kilometers from the rim, and the floor has been filled with smooth plains materials. Beethoven Basin has a similar size ejector blanket of and 200 and 620. Diameter ring. Like the moon, the surface of Mercury has likely incurred the effects of space weathering process, including solar wind and micromedia impacts. So the moon is dusty due to space weathering. Isn't that amazing? So on Earth, it's, it's wind and water. In space, it's micrometeors. Plains. There are two geologically distinct plains regions of Mercury. Gently rolling hilly plains in the regions between craters are Mercury's oldest visible surfaces, predating the heavily cratered terrain. These intercrater plains appear to have been obliterated many earlier craters and show a general paucity of smaller craters below there, below about 30 kilometers. Smooth plains are widespread flat areas and filled with depressions of various sizes and bear a strong resemblance to lunar mariner. Notably, they fill a wide ring surrounding the Coriolis Basin. Unlike the lunar mariner, um, the smooth plains of Mercury have the same albedo as the older inner crater plains. Despite the lack of unequivocal volcanical characteristics, localization 
and surrounded lobat shapes, these plains strongly support volcanic origins. All the smooth plains of Mercury form significantly later. than the Coralus Basin, as evidenced by appreciably small crater densities uh, than the Coralus ejecta blanket. The floor of the Coralus Basin is filled with geographically distinct flat plain broken up by ridges and fractures in roughly polygonal pattern. It's not clear whether these are volcanic lavas induced by impact or large sheet of impact melt. Compressional features. One unusual feature of Mercury's surface is the numerous compression folds or roops that crisscross the plane. As Mercury's interior cooled and contracted, the surface began to deform, creating wrinkle ridges and lobic scars associated with thrust folds. The scars can reach the length of 1,000 kilometers and heights 3 kilometers. These compression features can be seen on top of other features. suggesting a total shrinkage of mercury radius in a range of 1 to 7 kilometers. Small-scale thrust fault scars have been found tens of meters in height, with lengths of range to a few kilometers. That appears to be less than 50 million years old, indicating the depression craters of the interior and subsequent surface geological activities continue to present. The Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter discovered that similar small thrust faults exist in the Moon. I think the Nepean River is a big thrust fault. Volcanology. Images obtained by Messenger have revealed evidence of pyroclastic flows of mercury from low-profile shield volcanoes. Messenger data was helped identify 55 pyroclastic deposits on the surface where 90% of them are found within impact craters. The studies of the degradation state of the impact craters and the host pyroclastic deposits suggest that the pyroclastic activity occurred on Mercury over a prolonged interval. The, a, quote, ruinous depression, unquote, inside the southwest strain of the Coriolis Basin consists of a glyph nine overlapping volcanic vents which individually up to uh, which individually up to eight kilometers diameter it is thus a compound volcano the vent floor are at least one kilometer below their brinks and bear a closer resemblance to volcanic craters sculpted by explosive eruptions or modified by the collapse of void spaces created by magma withdrawal back down into the conduit. Scientists could not quantify the age of the volcanic complex, but they reported that it could have been older than one billion years.
podcast. Another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. May you discover truly amazing things, understand them and tell others. Thanks for listening.